0: it's time once again to share with you the biggest value in wrestling going today. And it has nothing to do with a subscription to Peacock. I'm talking about all the fun happening over at adfreeshows.com. By now you're familiar with who the key players are and you've heard it's early and ad free. But I want to talk to you about the value we gave to our members in July Yes, just last month, and the numbers, quite frankly, are staggering. Listen to this. I'm talking nine interactive live experiences, 15 special guests, including Mickey James and Conan, more than 140 hours of audio content, over 70 hours of exclusive video content, and 171 plus posts on adfreeshows.com full of news, artwork, and wrestling history that you won't find anywhere else. And yes, that's all in one month's time. So don't delay, don't put it off. Join the revolution, become part of the single fastest growing wrestling community on Patreon right now, and find the tier that's right for you over at adfreeshows.com.
1: Let me tell you something about Tony Schiavone. You can get all of your What Happened Win shirts at lewisrules.com. And let me tell you another thing. You can get even more gimmicks at boxagimmicks.com. That's the official store of What Happened Win and ad-free shows. You can get shirts and hoodies and tank tops. And let me tell you another thing. You can get mugs and posters and beach towels. Don't be a bald heavy geek. Head on over to lewisrules.com and boxofgimmicks.com. you
2: undercover
3: hillbilly. All
4: right, real quick, Tony, before we get going, I just want to uh, puff my chest out and brag a little bit. Can I do that?
3: Uh, Yeah. Hell yeah. Do it buddy.
4: Check out my man Ian over in Pottstown PA. He left us a five-star review for save with conrad.com. He writes, Derek was always so fast to respond to any questions I had. And boy, did I have a lot. Thankfully he cut two years off of my old mortgage and over $80,000 over the life of the loan. Now I want you to really think about that, Tony, $80,000 that Ian would have worked for paid taxes on, and then just given away. He probably had to earn like 150 grand in order to give that money away. Now he's keeping it. This is a game changer. And if you're in a 30 year loan, it's not a matter of if we can save you money. It really is a matter of how much Ian saved 80 grand. Find yeah. out how much money you can save right now for free. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And if we can't save you some cash, we won't waste your time at SaveWithConrad.com. And Tony, you've had the good fortune of talking to dozens of our old customers through the years. People are loving the experience over here. are they not 100%
3: loving the experience. I'm talking about friends and family members as well.
4: Check it out. Save with Conrad.com NMLS number 65084 equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? That's right. Pocket all that cash right now and make this the best decision you ever made. That's Geico.com, and we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast.
5: Ladies and gentlemen,
1: welcome to the main event. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone
6: and Conrad Thompson.
7: Jim Crockett, for Starcade, 605 NWA, TV title, Cajun Omni, The Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express, Tag Team, Turner, bought in Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling.
0: Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Crockett Promotions. Tony and First thought they win, look, Shivani's back
7: again, world title split off, center stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order and the Crow, Russo, Arquette, Jeff, Vinnie Matt, simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad. Not your classy podcast. Watch a lot, try not to laugh, Lois rules, cat Back. This wasn't the initial plan. Tom's a good-looking man. Quad like Bill, make a chair. Tommy, come over here. What
8: happened, when? WHW Monday. And
0: now, let's go to the ring. Oh, it's and it's here's your co-host, Hey Hey. Monday.
4: Tony, Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? Conrad. What's up, man? How you doing? Man, better than I deserve. Excited to be here with you. Uh, it's been an interesting couple of weeks in the wrestling business. And, uh, I feel like we should probably address some of the stuff that's going on and the, uh, sad events that have surrounded pro wrestling before we jump into all the shenanigans that are August 9th, 1986. We're eventually going to get to our watch along the day. And that is indeed what we'll be watching. It's world championship wrestling from August 9th, 1986, or as Peacock calls it season two episode 31. So pull your cock out, fire up world championship wrestling season two episode 31, but Tony, uh, man, I hate that cliche, but we've all heard it deaths come in threes. And unbelievably this last week, our wrestling family lost, uh, the assassin Jody Hamilton, who was of course is, um, Nick Patrick's father and a big part of Southern wrestling for a long, long time. And of course, very important to WCW's history with all the things that happened at the power plant. And my understanding is where once upon a time, there was a gorilla position. WCW had the Jody position. That's right. A few days later, we lost Burt Prentice, who was a famed Tennessee promoter, Memphis and Nashville and whatnot. Uh, just surrounded that Nashville area for a long, long time. And of course was very involved in the early days of TNA with Jeff Jarrett and such, but man, the one that perhaps hurt the most, especially if you're watching what we've been watching this year, we lost Huntsville's own Bobby Eaton at just 62 years old what, like within, I don't know, five or six weeks of his wife, Donna passing right now, Bobby has, uh, has joined her and man, that one sucked, dude. I kind of hope Bobby would live forever. Right. That was a gut punch.
3: Gut punch because of how great a performer he was. And we all loved him as a performer. But those of us who know him or knew him, he was just a wonderful man. You got to meet him one time, maybe probably more than once, but I remember we all got to get with him in, in Nashville and just a genuinely good guy. And his death really hurt many of us. Arn Anderson called me the day we found out about it. And Arn was very down. I was down and it's just hard to explain what he meant to us because Bobby Eaton was just a good guy. And not only that, we've talked about this many times, probably maybe the most underrated wrestler in the world he was spectacular and everything he did was, was so easy. People loved working with Bobby Eaton because he would never hurt you. Yeah, He knew how to work. He knew how to work a hold. He knew what to do. And I tell the story many times that at the Omni as ring announcer, he would always spill down right on my table and he would get up and he would say, push me. And the first time it happened, I was like, I really don't want to do this. But it started being a routine with us. And I would push him and he would take a silly bump on the floor. Right. It just shows you how Bobby was into the entertainment factor of what we did. And we also had, and I I put this on social media, times that he and Dennis would come over to the desk and they would have, they would high five me during the match or do something crazy. And, but other than that, on the Bobby Eaton that I knew uh, professionally, Bobby was a wonderful person. I remember Jim Cornette telling me that they would stop at a convenience store and there would be someone out and this would happen at some odd times, not all the time, but they would be at a convenience store. Like most of us would stop after a show, stop at a convenience store, get whatever you're going to get and go down to the next town. And he said many times that Bobby would see someone out asking for money. And Bobby would give him money and talk to the guy and ask him if he's okay, anything else he could do for him. Just a, a quote unquote panhandler if you want to use that, or someone asking for money, like you see. And that's the kind of guy that Bobby was. So uh, yeah, we're gonna miss him on many levels. It really, really uh it was really a gut punch. They had a no fund, uh a GoFundMe. Thing for him that filled up quickly, so quickly that by the time I got to it, it was closed. Which is great. It shows you how much love we have for Bob Eaton. Midnight Express will always have a place in wrestling history. Did they? Did they get inducted into that Hall of Fame they got up in Connecticut? Nope, they didn't. Yeah, well, they can kiss my ass in Connecticut. How does that sound?
4: The rumor and in innuendo. Is that, uh, after the rock and rolls went in that the plan was to, uh, put in the midnights the next year. Right. And well, you can guess why that didn't happen, Hmm. but, uh, he's still in all the hall of fames that matter and he's going to be in that hall of fame. Eventually Hmm. Bobby Eaton didn't need any ring or plaque for everyone to acknowledge that he was a hall of fame wrestler, wrestling fans just knew it when they saw him work. Right. But it would have been nice for him to have his moment on stage in front of the biggest audience possible being acknowledged. And I know it would have meant a lot to Bobby and it's a shame it didn't happen. Right. But I don't, uh, I don't maybe hold the same animosity towards, that organization that you do for that not happening. But I do oh, want to I do, I do.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment.
3: And that is a
9: harsh
0: lesson in business. Sports is and not as um, simple you know as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
3: Just, I'm not going to go to tirade about them here, but just goes to show you what that Hall of Fame really is. And I don't want to say that because i got a lot of friends. I shouldn't say that because i got a lot of friends in there that deserve to be in there.
4: It's a TV show, Tony.
3: That's what it is. It's a TV show. That's all it is.
4: And it would have been cool for him to have a shot on that TV show, but that's what right. it is. Right. And every everybody knows that. Right. There's no scenario where people are making arguments.
3: Right. That, that, oh, it's really a Hall of Fame.
4: Yeah. I know that Molly Holly should be in the hall of fame, but Bobby Eaton shouldn't. Yeah. Not shitting on Molly Holly. Fantastic Drew, ladies wrestler.
3: Or Drew Carey should be there. And I know it's a different wing or Pete Rose or whomever.
4: Well, if you know it's a TV show, why are you upset?
3: Because Bobby's not in Bobby. Wasn't honored in front of a TV show in front of how many viewers, they but get you know
4: that why fan. he wasn't. And it's not, you know, yeah, exactly. it's not his fault. I know. I know. I know, I get it. I want to mention happy stuff. Okay, you and I hanging out backstage. Gave a, a shout out to friend of the show, Doug Markham, who had told me that he was going to be coming to the show and asked, "Well, this is a joint show with both you and Jr. Hey, is it okay if I I bring Bobby?" And we said, "Lord, please do." And, uh, text me when you're here, come around to the back. We'll make sure that we get Bobby some food. If he can hang out, we'd love to just bring him out and introduce him to the crowd and sort of celebrate who he was with everybody. And so in an effort to do that, we got to spend about an hour with him before we went on stage and man, it was such a great time just picking his brain and listening to him tell old stories and. Anytime, cause you know how it is. Mm-hmm. We, we all want to tell a funny story, but sometimes it's at someone else's expense. Bobby wouldn't do that. Any sort of negative, anything that was less than uh, kind, or if it was, if it even had a hint of mean spirited, Bobby was not down for it, man. And he wouldn't say anything bad about anybody. And if we did, he might laugh or he might point at us but Lord, he was never going to participate in anything remotely negative at all. Right. And I just right. thought, man, you know, a guy who has been out of the wrestling business and has had some health challenges and really had not had, uh, the best quality of life post wrestling, it would have been so easy to look back and be bitter and say right. this thing or that thing, or, you know, quote unquote, bury this guy or that guy. And and I'm not saying that we were inherently negative, but you know, it's one of those funny, everybody's laughing, having a good time. You're cutting up, telling old bullshit stories. And Bobby was just very careful with his words. And I think, man, how looking back on it, you see all these great clips that we've seen on social media this last week with him doing the Alabama jam, that top rope leg drop, which he did better than anybody. And he never hurt anybody. That was his reputation. He had the best right hand. He had the best knee drop. He had the best leg drop and he never hurt anybody. And he didn't just not hurt anybody in the ring. He didn't hurt them backstage bullshitting with us either.
3: No, it, it, he's one of those guys, um, uh, that never had a bad word to say about anyone. Yep. And that was that way while he wrestled him. And we found out that was the way it was after he wrestled too. quality human being.
4: So, um. Uh, and he'll be missed. missed, you know, I'm glad that he's, uh, he's back with Donna and that's his real tag team partner, not Stan lane, not Dennis Conjury. Right. And, uh, and they're back together again and doing two out of three falls up there, I'm sure. So <laughs> let's, Bobby, Bobby putting her over. Oh yeah. I mean, Bobby listen, everybody over uh, his whole life. Yeah. I, I hope by the way that, that everybody takes a, at least a, a day or so and try to just, uh, this afternoon. Watch a few clips on YouTube of Bobby Eaton matches, you know, the Midnight Express or singles matches or whatever you want to look for, you're gonna find, man, when the bell rang, there were very few people who were as talented as he was. Right. And in a different time, in a different place, like can you imagine? You know, in that day you had to really look a certain way in order mm-hmm. to, to be near the top of the card. Now, I'm not saying this to be dismissive or ugly, but the rules have changed a little bit and I can't help, but wonder, man, what would he have been able to do with some of the guys today? That style was so far ahead of its time and the prerequisite to be six foot five and 280 pounds and chiseled to granite. That's no longer the case, man. He, uh, imagine if that guy was 25 years old today, Hmm. it's unbelievable. Yeah. So take a little bit of time, enjoy some old Bobby Eaton matches. I do want to spend a little more time. I don't know that you knew Burt Prentice very well. Do I have that right? Yeah. I didn't know him at all. I may have met him once, but did not know him. But Jody Hamilton, man, you, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't alive when he was really doing his thing in the ring, but I've been able to go back and see some stuff and see some promos. And he's one of the great characters, one of the great talkers of the wrestling industry. And then had quite a legacy at the power plant. And I know a lot of guys just assume that, well, the power plant was just Chuck Palumbo and you know, okay, listen, all that's true. They cranked out a lot of late WCW guys, but DDP came through there and Kevin Nash, you know, was, is going to go ahead and credit Jody Hamilton for a lot of his early development and. Goldberg and on and on and Canyon was there all the time. And Uh there are a lot of great wrestlers who went through there and, and he was helping people even recently. I heard that he would have phone calls with guys and, and sort of help them in their career just in the last few years. So it's pretty remarkable. The legacy that he leaves that really almost seemingly has been forgotten because he's not he wasn't an active member of the, the online conversation.
3: He made a very big name for himself before the internet, obviously. Yeah, you mentioned to go back to YouTube and watch some Bobby. You can go back to YouTube and watch some of his promos. I especially. did. Especially, did you see that uh, the press conference he had with Dusty Rhodes in Florida about the world title?
4: I have. Okay,
3: tremendous. He just says he was a great talker. We would be backstage at the Crockett's, and this was in the early days when he and uh, Hercules Hernandez were the assassins, and Herc was Assassin too. And they were managed by Paul Jones. And every time Jody would stand up to do a promo, all the guys would listen because he had that ability to bring you in and to make you listen. It was his promos were more of a conversation than it was shouting at someone. And He stood up one time and did a promo and he was a heel, but he did a promo about the Coloss for some reason. And he said, no commie wave waving, uh, flag waving is going to tell me what to do in this country. And I remember Ivan and Nikita looked at each other. And after we went to, after we went to black, Nikita said, damn, that was good, buddy. That was some good stuff. He was like that. He approached me right after WCW went down and I moved on to WSB radio and you could hear me in the Atlanta market on the radio. We're talking about 2002, probably 2003. He contacted me and he said, uh, do you have time to have, get lunch? And I said, yeah. So we had lunch near the radio station. And he pitched, he and I doing a radio show about wrestling. Wow. And, you know, this is before podcasts became what they are today. And I went to my bosses and they didn't want to have anything to do with it. So I called Jody. I said, Jody, the boss, don't want to have it. I'm sorry. And he said, okay. And that was it. That's the last communication I had with Jody, but he wanted to do that. And he knew that he could do it because the way he could talk great talker, he would have been just a perfect fit for radio, probably a perfect fit for a podcast yeah. in his younger day.
4: I wish we would have been able to make that happen.
3: Right? So Jody was a, a very key instrumental guy and always. Boy, he loved to play pranks on people and had a great sense of humor like most of the old school guys did. Old school humor is what I called it. And uh, uh, I liked him a lot. Really liked him a lot. And the Jody position was not like the gorilla position. Gorilla position was run by Gorilla Monsoon who had this overpowering personality and that ran things at the gorilla position. Jody was a little bit more soft-spoken and low-key and just made sure that everybody was there. But it was a Jody position, and uh, He had a great career. Now, he also ran Deep South Wrestling, right? I believe so. Yeah, right. Uh, I've heard good and bad things about Deep South Wrestling. I think Kenny Omega came through there at one time.
4: That's correct.
3: I haven't talked to Kenny about that at all, so I don't know anything about Deep South. But I do believe at one time... They were being used as a feeder for the WWE. Correct. I mean, you, you may know more about it than I do. And he ran that. So, And, of course, Nick Patrick was uh, his son and a very key part of wrestling as well. Great wrestling family. And, and then the death of Paul Orndorff, my daughter found a picture. She says, here's a picture of you interviewing Jody. I said, holy hell, there's Paul Orndorff next to him. And then you think about Paul's death and you think about how the, our legends and the people we looked up to as kids, how life moves on and they leave us. So yeah, it was a bad week, very bad week.
4: I, um, I think it would be cool if we could find a way to, I don't know what it would be either, but there's probably something me and you could put together to, to do something for Jody, you know? talking to some of the old guys or something like that and put something mm-hmm. together. I know that Arn and I are going to be, uh, releasing our tribute episode to uh, Bobby Eaton on this coming Saturday. Okay. So, uh, this weekend look for that. It'll be a Bobby Eaton tribute on the Arn show. We're going to deviate. We think it deserves it. And, um, I just wish that we were able to, and I hope we can, Find the right angle because I would love to do something like that for Jody. Yeah. Uh, so would I.
3: Bobby and Arn were very close. Yeah. So that's perfect for his podcast to do that. And uh, I'd like to find some people who are close to Jody and be able to talk to him. I don't know if Nick would be willing to talk to him about him or not.
4: But. It might be too soon. I thought yeah. the same thing, but I felt like, man, maybe we should maybe not do that like right, right, right away. Right. Just thinking out loud. Sure, man. I got to tell you, I, um, it was a weird week, you know, when you saw you know, Jody and then Burt Prentice and it feels like right behind it. And I know that old thing, death comes in threes, but yeah, golly dude, that just feels like a lot in a yeah. freaking what? 48 hour period.
3: Yeah, that was a lot.
4: tough man. Yeah. Well, listen, the, uh, the thing we're going to be doing today is, is doing a silly watch along, uh, for world championship wrestling from August 9th, 1986, but before we get into it, I felt like now's as good a time of any, we should go ahead and plug this coming Friday night. It's the very first rampage live from Pittsburgh. Are you nervous, anxious, excited? This is unprecedented territory. A second AEW show. I'm excited.
3: I'm not nervous about it because I know if we can do a two hour show, we can obviously knock out a one hour show. It'll probably be kind of like, oh my gosh, that was it. 44 minutes or 45 minutes of wrestling. And that's all we got. I'm really excited about it. I, I like Pittsburgh. We're going to have a good crowd and. I'm ready to go, buddy. I, I, I'm not so sure what my function. I know I'm not on the broadcast table, but I I am going to be doing some interviews, I understand. So I'll be doing that, which to me, that's, that's easy stuff, buddy. Interviews doing wrestling interviews are easy because basically the only thing you do is here is the world champion, Kenny Omega and uh, Kenny. And then someone interrupts you, right? (laughs) That's kind of what we've been doing all along. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And it just, uh, to me, it makes me feel good about where we are as a company that they would want a second show and they would act on that even through the pandemic. And our numbers have been very, very good as of late, as you know. So I think we got momentum heading to a, a Friday night show. I'm just, I don't know what number they're looking for at 10 o'clock on Friday night though. I don't know what the, the analytics would tell them this is what we think we should get, or this would be a good number, but I'm, I'm very, I'm looking, uh, I'm looking forward to it. And then of course, you know, we're going to have another one and
4: we're going to be uh live doing it live when we can. Well, Tony, I hate to cut you off, but uh, I've got a question. Are you going to be getting any extra coin for this?
3: Uh, not that I know of, maybe you should be my agent on this as well.
4: Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know that they're uh, they're taking my calls right now, but I do want to mention that if you're looking to get some extra coin, can we recommend Coinbase? Do you identify as crypto curious? No, not like Tony was curious about Tom Zinc. If you've thought about entering the world of cryptocurrency but maybe felt a bit overwhelmed, Coinbase makes learning to buy and sell simple. Uh, and here's what we're talking about: Coinbase offers a trusted and easy to use platform to buy, sell, and spend cryptocurrency. They support the most popular digital currencies on the market and make them accessible to everyone. They offer portfolio management and protection, they've got learning resources, and even a mobile app so you can trade securely and monitor your crypto all in one place. Millions of people in over a hundred countries trust Coinbase with their digital assets. So whether you're looking to diversify, just getting started, or searching for a better way to access the crypto markets, start today with Coinbase.
3: And Conrad, for a limited time, new users can get $5 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at Coinbase.com slash WHW. Sign up at Coinbase.com slash WHW for $5, $5 in free Bitcoin. This offer is for a limited time only, so be sure to sign up today. That's Coinbase.com slash WHW.
4: And Tony, I wanted to mention, um... We got to hang out a little bit this week and by a little bit, I mean, literally a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, we want to give a quick shout out to uh, Jared Easley and Dan Franks, the creators, founders, owners, operators, janitors, promoters, extraordinaire. They do it all over there at all things podcast movement. Are you okay? Are you having a technical issues over there? No, my, my headphone was like,
3: but go ahead. You can keep talking.
4: Anyway, we went to podcast movement, right? They had a big event. I think it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Mm -hmm. And of course you being the big star, you could only make it in on Friday. Yeah. And, uh, you were there for about 12 minutes before we went on stage, Mm -hmm. came off the stage, hung around about five minutes and gone. Right. Uh, So you drove three and a half hours there, Mm -hmm. three and a half hours back. Mm -hmm. Spent about 75 minutes with us. Right. And didn't and left without even saying goodbye. So goodbye. Officially, Tony, it was nice to see you. Yeah. Conrad was great. Great being with you on, uh,
3: at podcast movement. I really, and I know I didn't hang around enough to tell you guys this, but I really, really felt very proud of what you have developed for us and what we have put together since then. And that is such a great wrestling podcast network. And, And of course, thanks to the people. At at one time, Westwood won, and then, of course, uh, they've become Cumulus and a Megaphone people who um, help us with this. And I felt very proud because I, I know a lot of the people who were there were interested and have podcasts and probably have podcasts in the formative years, and I was proud to be able to stand up on stage with you and say, this is one of the more successful ones that you can do. And i because Conrad, you know, as well as I do, everybody wants to do a podcast, right? Right. Of course. Everybody thinks they can do a podcast, but not everybody can make it successful. Like you've made ours successful. And that I was very, very proud to be a part of the team standing up there and, and talking to the gallery about uh, connecting with fans and, and how we try to reach out and how we try to build, not a subscriber base, but a family base yeah. is what we are. And so I was very proud of that. And I was very proud that we were asked to speak at podcast movement. And, um, it was at the, uh, the Opryland hotel, which if you take a wrong turn, you'll be in there for days.
4: Oh my gosh, dude.
3: As you know, I've never seen anything like that in my life.
4: Jeff Jarrett told me and this can't be true. Everybody knows Jeff Jarrett's full of shit, mm-hmm. but, uh, I believe. Jeff Jarrett says this is true. It's, it has more hotel rooms than, than any, uh, any property in America. That can't be real. It can't be bigger than everything in Las Vegas, but man, walking around, it's gotta be close. Yeah. I feel like when, you know what, we would valet at the front. Cause I it was just a drive for you and I, and I'd valet at the front and it's like eight miles to get to the convention center. I know you just keep going and going and going. It's unbelievable.
3: When I dropped off, I I read on my, on my phone, uh, checking at the Delta lobby. So I'm thinking, well, the lobby of this hotel is called the Delta lobby. Nope. (laughs) No, it's not. And you had to walk through this maze of things and go up some stairs and down and go through all these things. And, uh, and it's all indoors. And finally I made my way to the Delta lobby and made my way down and. It was good, man. And again, I just feel, I feel so, uh, I was reinvigorated about what we do because I know we do it right. And thanks to you for being the leadership on that. And when, when I hear people say, and of course I've was involved in college football and college basketball for many, many years and baseball, when I hear people say, Hey, I want to start a podcast. Yeah. Uh, they say <laughs> this is true. Uh, they say you got any suggestions? And I went, yeah, find a guy like Conrad Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always say. Uh, and so you got to have a plan, got to have a business plan like you've had. Yeah. yeah. And, and and you, you can't, uh, I mean, people think, well, we can record something, we can put it on something and people will listen to it. No, it's not
4: that easy. It's very, very well, it is that easy to record one and put one up, but it's not right. that easy to monetize it. You, you've right. got to have a plan to turn this into a business or it's just a right. hobby. And, and there's a lot of, you know, podcasts that are, that are hobbies and, right. and they're fun and, and I enjoy them. And there's, that's, what's great about it is there's no, you know, I mean, anybody can do anything, you know, there's no yeah. limits and and we've really pushed the limits with what's acceptable on this program over the years mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, but no, it was fun to, uh, to see all of you guys together, you know, Jeff Jarrett, yourself and and Eric Bischoff. And, um, boy, when Eric gets talking and he gets into it, you can tell when he stands up, he's like, oh, he's into it. Now he's in his element. He's ready to perform. Right. And then we get to see Jeff Jarrett, start a sentence, get lost, start over, Mm -hmm. start a new sentence, go around Mm -hmm. the corner three times. Uh, you know, if you're looking for a circular conversation, Jeff Jarrett can do it. You could just say, Hey man, just talk for 20 minutes. You didn't have to give him a topic. Right. And he was just going, going, right, going, going, you, you went to him first. Yeah. That, and you noticed, <laughs> didn't yeah. go back for a while. Didn't,
3: didn't go back for a while because he's, they had a, uh, a countdown clock in front of <laughs> us. <laughs> 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 I kept looking at Jeff and looking at the countdown clock thinking I should probably say something smart ass like you do, uh, thank you, Jeff, for leaving some time for us, but he kept going on and on and on and the countdown clock kept going down and down.
4: I was like, we're 20 minutes in on one slide. We got eight slides. I don't know how we're going to make this happen, but I knew that you and and Eric were both thinking the same thing I was where it's right. like, uh, we got to have a little back and forth here or something. (laughs) There was a few times where you and I locked eyes and we had a nonverbal conversation and we were both exactly on the same wavelength. (laughs)
3: The,
4: the conversation was
3: somebody needs to shut this motherfucker up.
4: (laughs) What, what tickled me was, uh, somebody snapped a picture and posted it on social and it was nice of them. Shout out to that. But I don't know if you saw it, but, uh, your little feet were dangling. We, wee we wee, in that were chair. They really dangling? Oh God. It just tickled me so much. <laughs> I missed it. I, you know, I'm driving back and mm-hmm. somebody called uh, a friend of ours. I won't say their name on air, but they mm. are, are in the media business. Yeah. And they said, man, your panel got a lot of traction on social today. And I'm like, well, I appreciate you saying that. He's like, what does that mean? So I deleted social off my phone for my 40th birthday. So I'll just see it you know, Monday when I go into the office, I guess. I don't know. And he says, no, you got to see this. So when I was getting gas, I pulled it up on my web browser, my social media or whatever, and I saw where someone had quoted the picture just to point out that your feet were dangling. (laughs) And I was like, man, this is hilarious that our fan base is that in tune. And you know, right now you and I have been in tune talking about something else lately. And that's yes. that Lois is sleeping a little better now. She's sleeping a lot better combination of things right. that are helping her out. But one of them that she and I really agree on is the brand new chili sleep. Uller. she has one. I have one. It is a home run. Let me catch you up here. Science tells us the best way to achieve and maintain consistent, deep sleep is by lowering your core body temperature. So, temperature controlled sleep is going to restore your testosterone levels. It's going to repair muscles after a hard day's work. And it's going to improve cognitive function. So, you always start your day feeling sharp and alert. Now, Chili Sleep makes customizable climate controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well being. They make the Uller, which is what Lois and I have, and they make cube sleep systems. They're hydro-powered, temperature-controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide you your ideal sleep temperature. So these luxury mattress pads are going to keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep sleep, whether you sleep hot or cold. The systems are designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence to power through your day. Now, you've been to my house and spent the night here before, Tony. You know right before bed. I cranked that AC down to like 67 degrees. Now this is not in the copy. I'm just sharing my experience. You know, I keep my whole house cold when I go to bed, but what that means is I'm paying to keep my living room cool and my dining room cool and my office cool and my kitchen cool and man, that's very expensive. And it's not very, um, it's not good for the environment. It's not very energy conscious, but most importantly for me, it's very expensive. Now, if I could just keep the freaking bed cool. That's a game changer. This thing is, is, is outstanding. Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. Chili sleep can make that happen. And how about this for an extra layer of comfort? They also make the chili blanket, Tony, the only way to blanket that can be paired with a control unit for the ultimate sweat, free sleep. It's been a game changer at my household. And you tell me Lois is loving hers too.
3: Lois is loving hers. She gets a wonderful sleep and she needs a wonderful sleep because she has a lot of back pain, a lot of knee pain and it's changed things for. Lois is like you, she would crank the AC down very very low at night uh and freeze me out. But now because she is lowering her core body temperature, things have changed and she gets a great night's sleep as a matter of fact, we were just uh, today before we started recording, we I had to take her to the chiropractor for her uh, Saturday adjustment and I had to wake her up. How about that? Usually she's up before me. Wow wake her up because she is getting a great night sleep. So we want everyone who's listening to our podcasts. First of all, thank you for being with us. And want you to head over to chilisleep.com slash WHW to learn more and check out a special offer available exclusively for What Happened When listeners and for a limited time only. That's chilisleep.com C-H-I-L-I, slash WHW to take advantage of of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every day. And on behalf of Lois and Conrad, thank you chilly sleep for a great night's sleep.
4: Well, Tony, I feel like it's about that time. Uh, if you're thinking what I'm thinking, I'm thinking we should probably fire up the old Peacock network Mm -hmm. world championship wrestling Mm -hmm. season two episode 31, but before we get started, I feel like now is as good of time. If any to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Geico. Geico makes saving money easy, bundle your homeowner's insurance and your renter's insurance along with your auto policy, and you're going to save a whole bunch of cash. Find out how much money you can save right now with a quick quote from Geico.com. That's Geico.com. It's Geico easy at Geico.com. And Tony, this looks like uh, we're in store for a heck of a show. And from what I understand, you've got a, a special countdown for us. Let's go to that special countdown right now.
7: Five, four,
6: three, two, one, play.
3: What we're doing here is setting up the Rock and Roll Express Super Summer Sizzler Tour angle.
4: Aaron and Ole both wearing those classic Mm -hmm. Anderson boots. Right. Both kicking Robert in the stomach at the Mm -hmm. exact same time. Mm hmm. (laughs) Putting the boots to him. Yep. It's like somebody's coming to make the save here.
3: Oh, Ricky came back in with a chair. Okay.
4: A wooden folding chair. How about that? Music never gets old, bud. I know they have they have skip
3: intro on there on the Peacock. You don't want to skip this intro.
4: Who would do that? No, fucking morons. World Championship
3: Wrestling,
1: bringing you great wrestling action, sanctioned by the NWA National
9: Wrestling Alliance. really something because, listen, Tony, the world heavyweight champion Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair, it is something that's going on between them.
8: They had a match recently at Kansas City. We're going to take a look at that and look at what the four horsemen are trying oh to do to the ears. American dream, Dusty Rhodes. There's a new world junior, hep- junior, heavyweight, champion. junior, heavy, junior heavyweight champion, Steve Regal, and he defeated Denny Brown for that honor. A great big program in store for you and our guest host, as ever. Jim Cornette. What, what are you what looking at that? my
5: glasses for, Tony? Let me tell you something. Like I said a couple weeks ago, my mother's been in England. She went to the wedding of Prince Andrew. While she was there, she up with all the beautiful people. One of them was Elton John. He gave me these glasses to wear right here on TBS to show all you people what it's like over there in England with all the beautiful people. Get a good shot of those. Baby doll, tonight in St. Louis, I got a special surprise for you. My Midnight Express, they are still and always will be the world tag team champions. But let me just say a word to the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. I don't care. Whether you think you're champion of the world or not, you still got to apologize to Big Bubba for the things you've done to him and the things you've tried to do to me. Mama has demanded an apology, and if you don't apologize to Big Bubba, and preferably...
4: He's wearing an IFB. What's that behind his ear? Uh, Yeah, that's an IFB, I guess. You
5: may not have that world title for long. Well,
3: he's going to be our guest host
5: if you don't appease Big Bubba back here, and that's all I got to say, Tony, we got a big show. Why don't we go ahead and get to it? Huh? Okay. In the ring, the Kansas Jayhawks.
4: Oh, how about Dutch? Making sure he cracked that whip to get started.
3: <laughs> and the one and only Bobby Jaggers. Oh my God. What a great, every time I see Dutch Mantel, I think Arn Anderson saying, "Um, Hey, <laughs> flapjack wino. And a man with a throw rug on his back.
4: (laughs) Let me just mention that if Cassio kid were a professional wrestler, he'd be Bobby Mm -hmm.
3: Jaggers. (laughs) I think you're right. Uh, and Bobby was probably as silly as Casio is silly in real life.
4: I like that. You Uh, use the word silly, silly. That's what he is. I think
3: dusty gave him that name, Kansas Jayhawks think they had used that anywhere before uh, and th- i dusty had told me again i think i mentioned this earlier that the, the only reason he brought in bobby jaggers was because bobby was so funny in in the in the locker room that he kept things loose and and dutch would say loose the son of a bitch lied all the time and they really had quite a quite a relationship
4: i'll tell you what Geico will never lied to you you know what i'm saying
3: i know what you're saying buddy
4: Hey, so Bobby Jaggers here making quick tags with uh, Dutch Mantel. Of course, Dutch Mantel had, it feels like, a, a more mainstream run than Bobby Jaggers. What do you think Bobby Jaggers wound up doing later in life?
3: Do you have that information in front of you? Because I don't know. I don't think he probably ended up doing much.
4: He passed away in 2012, at 64 okay. years old. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let's see. Oh, he, uh, Yeah. He was wrestling in Puerto Rico in 1988. Mm-hmm. And when the Brody murder uh, happened, uh, he started to slowly phase his career down and retired in 1991. Wow! And then he uh studied civil engineering after retiring at Kansas City uh, University. What? And uh took classes at the Butler County Community College what? and worked as an engineering technician for the state of Kansas. <laughs> By 2007, he became a road and bridge specialist for the department of Homeland security there in Kansas. You sure you got the right thing. you reading for the right thing? Unfortunately though, he passed away, uh, after a long, long lengthy battle with hepatitis C, Mm which he contracted while he was uh, in the service serving our country in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. So he had, uh, he's a real hero and you're over here healing on him. Yeah, man.
3: Bobby used to come to the Crockett park and sit up in the radio booth with me. This is pre-Kansas Jayhawk days. And he would sit up there with me and people would ask him why all those marks on your head. And he would say I was in a car wreck.
4: (laughs) That's a great line.
3: That's a great line because he had a marked up for it. Here we go, baby.
8: Graham, the Rock and Roll Express, and the problems they've had with Ollie and Art Anderson. That's
3: right, Tony. You saw the very beginning of the show here. The
10: Anderson, that's to good our parents. The Anderson to come out and try to re engineer again. Let me tell you something, Anderson. Yeah, y'all did hurt my back. But sooner or later, your day's coming. It's going to be sooner than you think, you know, because we are the number one contenders for the NWA World Tag Team titles. Midnight Express before long, and NWA belts go right back around the waist of the Rock and Roll Express. That's right, Tony. Like we told Jimmy Cornett before, I don't know where he went off to. But the Rock and Roll Express are going to be the next N.W.A. World Tag Team Champions. Now, I know that Ole and Art Anderson are standing right in front of us. And you can see right here, on the VCR, who they try to hurt us. But look right here, the only way to get back, brother, is to fight them just like they fight us. Sometimes people try to take kindness for a weakness. But then again, you got to do something about it, Tony. Just right here, the big and tough, bad Andersons. We showed them what they got right here. You want to get down to fight, brother, we will bring it to you. Because it's not too much too much we can do to keep you from jumping on us, but there's a whole lot we can do to get you off. That's just exactly what's going to happen. So you remember one thing, Olin Art Anderson, it's between us and you for those World Tag Team belts, and I guarantee you they're going to the Rock and Roll
4: Express.
8: Robert Gibson, Ricky Martin, and we are coming right back.
4: How about his little woo? That was fun.
3: You know, uh, it uh, brings back my memory. Oh, man, let's me- remember this guy, buddy.
8: The best-of-seven series for the U.S. heavyweight title between Magnum T.A., Nikita Koloff, and a heated battle it was. Both men were counted out, and it still remains. Nikita Koloff 3, Magnum T.A. 2, as we go into the final two matches. I know you're thinking hard about that. That's
11: right. You know, this thing started off with Nikita Koloff in a 3 to nothing situation where his confidence was soaring where well, he felt like he was the Russian Superman that Ivan Koloff has built him up to think that he is. But then he found out that he could be beat. He could feel like one, two, three with his shoulders on the mat. Well, Nikita, see I've known all along that if I could get this thing down to you and I, man to man, if I could keep Ivan Koloff out of the ring, if I could keep Crusher Khrushchev out of the picture, then then and only then we find out who the real man is in this situation. Well, it was in some of said it couldn't be done but now with a three to two situation you know that i get that one more win and i pull this thing dead even then there's no more odds it's just you and i head to head and i told you before i don't care what the kremlin dictates i really don't care what the nwa says at this point i'm doing this for me i'm doing it for the united states heavyweight title i'm doing it for all the people
6: that have backed me through this whole thing
11: it's been a, a messy war I'd like to say something else, but I can tell you this when I pull this thing dead, even Nikita, then I'm going to end it once and for all. USA weight title coming home right
4: here. Magnum TA, and let's go to the ring. So the boogie woogie man now going to be taking on Tony Zane. what a great promo there for Magnum TA and well, we think, yeah, there he is. He's going to be sporting a little bit of a different look because he's a ball headed geek. So he's wearing a bandana. He's a ball-headed geek is what he is. I was uh, talking to
3: Magnum this week. We had an, a, about a 20-minute phone conversation. Uh, he had contacted me because we had been, AEW had been in Charlotte, and I neglected to call him,
4: which oh, is you, typical for you. Typical
3: for me. I, I didn't even think about it. So. But we were talking about promos and doing interviews and and of course, we talked about Bobby, and we we talked about Jody a little bit, and but uh, Magnum still has a great, great sense, great mind for what makes interviews work, and you could see that you can see that on these interviews. Oh yeah, yeah, his interviews were dead, dead serious. And you know what else is serious? What's that? Geico saving you
4: money. <laughs> That was pretty smooth, wasn't it? It was, you know, it was funny because when we saw the rock and Roll express out there, I was wondering, Hey man, you reckon those fellas, uh, they ever bundle the girls together, sort of like how Geico bundles your home and auto policy, you know, that's how you save money. Everybody knows that. And I wonder if they ever did that.
3: You never know, man, Uh, Jimmy, I wonder if Jimmy Valiant's going to take off his do rag and show it to me
4: i think that's the the that's another spot to build to right
3: yeah yeah i guess it is i was looking on the peacock the other day they do not have they do not have the entire uh 1985 year on there uh we started in april of 85 and they pick it up i think about i think about october of 85 so there's a lot that's not on there and of course i was uh, you know, to, to me, 85 was my year here. And I know this 86 was a great year, the greatest year, but to me, 85 was, was my year because that's when I first started. And I was anyway, really excited about it. And, uh, so Jimmy Valiant apparently kissed me in 85 a lot. He hasn't kissed me yet in 86.
4: Well, we can make that happen. I can make him kiss you in 2021. I know. Oh, look at this. Oh, wow. Here we go. This should be. Um, this Captain
1: Redneck Dick Murdoch. Well, thank you, Tony. You know Tony. A couple of months ago, I was sitting on a farm here in Canyon, Texas, and CD Adams and the rest of the boys pulled up. and They said, "How can you sit here and stay in Texas when people like Flair and the Andersons jump on Dusty Rhodes' OX tag team partner and break his leg, and then Tully Blanchard runs in there and keeps interfering, and then here comes these Russians? And how can you just stay around and do it around with cornet in the mouth?" I know Magnum TA, I know Ron Garvin, I know the rest of them, and Dusty, they're a heck of athletes, they're very, very tough competitors, you know, but they can't fight all these people on their own, so I got on the telephone and I called Jim Crockett Promotions, the biggest wrestling promotion in the world today, and I asked them if I could come in and try to help out Dusty and Magnum and Garvin and the rest of them, and they said, get on the plane and get out of here, and I'll guarantee you what, whether it's in St. Louis, just a few of L.A., Cincinnati, or wherever else, I'll guarantee you there's going to be fireworks, because the people out there and I know when I say something I mean, my dad love it.
5: You're Captain Redneck, it's a pleasure to see you out here. You know i I followed your career ever since I was a little girl in
1: uh, West Texas. I followed probably your first wrestling match. And you know what? I want to thank you because I know that you're going to help me out tonight in St. Louis, Missouri, against Cornette. Because Cornette, I don't care where you're at. I don't care what you're doing right now. Because, number one, I know which plane flight you're on. I even know which hotel you're staying at in St. Louis. So I know that you're going to be there. And I just want to thank you, Captain, for being there. And you're going to take
8: care of me in St. Louis. I know you are, aren't you?
1: We're going to be there. I'll guarantee you what? Cornette looked out. All right, right.
8: Got the redneck and baby doll with us. A-
4: I love that. She knew what plane flight he's on. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: I just, I just figured out one of the reasons they brought in Dick Murdoch. What's that? So he could wrestle with baby doll and dusty. Wouldn't have to.
4: Oh, excellent. <laughs> By the way, I'm sure George South was wondering, do I have to wrestle warlord? So as Warlord's <laughs> about to come to the ring and just beat the ever loving car out of Mr. South. Mm-hmm. It would be cool if you could sort of, I don't know, voice track his thoughts for us. Tell us what you oh. think George is thinking mm. as he's about to catch a beatdown from the warlord.
3: Uh, well, baby doll looks pretty damn good. She got them boobs up in the air. Oh, and look, okay, I can't think about her now because if I do, then Sam Houston will get pissed off at me. But fuck, I could beat Sam Houston. He's nothing but a fucking, fucking. Okay, hang on. Better think about this sucker. I wonder how big his dick is. Oh, you know they tell me that if you're on the gas, your nuts shrink up. Oh, I'm just joking, just joking. But your nuts shrinking up if you're on the gas. Hell, I don't even know if you're on the gas. All right, they say we got like four minutes, so if I just walk around in fucking circles, this big strapping gassed up fucker, whatever. Okay. Top wrist lock doesn't fucking work. What the fuck? He's oiled up, Randy. Motherfucker's oiled up. If I'm gonna bump for a big fucker like this, you know, get uh, get rid of the fucking baby oil. Here we go. Well shouldn't lock up with this fucker, but we're gonna do it again. Okay, but this go behind, huh? How many people have got you from the rear in there? Oh! Fucker's oiled up again. Baby doll, did you oil him up, baby? You did? You look awfully fine for a newlywed. Okay, back to the right. Back to the bench. All right. Hit the ropes. Go hit the ropes. (laughs) Oh, shit. Motherfucker. Okay, I know I'm supposed to take the bump like that and not hit my head, but I hit my head. I'm going to do it again. One more. (laughs) Nad. Yeah. Whoa. Fuck. He's got his. He's got his. Ah, thank God. It's over. Here comes baby doll. Bad man. I'm looking up. Hey baby, you ever wanna get a guy from North Carolina come see me?
9: All right, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about it right at the top of the program. The world heavyweight champion, the American dream Dusty Rhodes and Rick Flair. Two of the greatest wrestling talents in the world.
8: And two, of course, after that World Heavyweight Championship that Dusty Rhodes now holds. David, the scene was Kansas City Memorial Hall as Dusty Rhodes defends the World Heavyweight title against Nature Boy Ric Flair. And a great match. And Tony, guess who shows up?
9: We have to watch it, and then we're going to talk about it, all right? Let's take a look right now at a footage
3: of this film.
4: At a footage of this film. At a footage of this film. Is that the smallest ring you've ever seen? Mm-hmm. Like a 12 footer mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like you used to have a bed bigger than that. Mm, no. Uh,
3: but this is probably like a one camera shoot. Oh Tully and JJ. Let's listen.
4: The audio kind of sucks here, but we've got, uh, the nature boy in the far right-hand corner of a tiny ring, uh-huh. uh, with JJ uh, Dillon standing in front of him and Tully Blanchard standing in front of him, cutting a promo on dusty Rhodes, who has the big gold belt around his waist. Let's go back now to David Crockett.
9: Flair and Tully Blanchard, JJ Dillon. They show up for what reason? We don't know, but we're going to find out.
8: Well, Tully, of course, a national champion, claims to be the number one contender for that title. And you know, there's more than just that, him claiming to want to wrestle the winner of the match. And let's take a look right now at the match, Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair. There you see This is well into the match.
9: Ric Flair going after that leg, the leg that he has broken one other time. Wasn't you know, that this feud goes back, good grief, what, two years now? Well, you think at about least. it, David, forever. Because these guys, like I said, are two of the greatest
8: champions in the world. And there you see it right there. Dusty Pansy. And here comes James J. Dillon. It was the clothesline. J.J. is claiming now that the foot of Ric Flair was over the rope. But, you know, David, J.J. really, they were announced that J.J. really should not be there. But we talk about the four now, horsemen. There he is. Tully Blanchard.
9: Starts to work on that leg, the leg that they've broken before. With that chair, look at him, pound away.
8: It's a leg that was broken less than a year ago at the hands of Flair and the Andersons in the cage, if you'll recall. And as Flair continues to work on the champion, the referee goes out. They continue to work on that left leg. Now remember, at one time he wore a protective boot on that leg. And now the figure four. They sent you down. Now watch
9: Tully. Tully's not satisfied. Not with using the chair. Now he's going up, going up on that top rope. Gets ready. Puts a knee right in to the world heavyweight champion, Dusty Rhodes. Look at,
8: look at Tully again and again. JJ out there. And finally, it's all cleared up as Tully is chased away from the ring. He and JJ both. But the damage has been done to the world champion, Dusty Rhodes, who won the match. And you know Dusty will not say it, but you know he's, his leg right now is hurt. It's really bothering him. He will not be the man to admit it, but Dusty Rhodes, who is still the world heavyweight champion, viciously attacked once again, David, by the horsemen who come in. They always,
9: from the first, they've always wanted to put Dusty Rhodes out of wrestling.
8: That's right. And they've just about succeeded one other time. Dusty Rhodes is the man that will not give up. And we have this interview from the American Dream Dusty Rhodes from the dressing room in Kansas City after what happened to him at the hands of two of the four horsemen, Tully Blanchard and
2: Ric Flair. now that you're going to need help, you understand? Tully Blanchard, J.J. Dillon, all the way to Kansas City, Missouri. Hadn't this gotten out of hand, Daddy? I mean, when you going to start taking care of your own business? You tried to take my legs, my pins from me one time before and I came back. Now again, Tully Blanchard... On a planned attack of the world's heavyweight champion. What kind of justice is this? I don't want to hear from Bob Geigel. I don't want to hear from the National Resident Alliance. This justice I'm gonna take care of myself, because Flat, that's one thing I got, Daddy, that hurts your soul more than anything in the world. And that's the world's heavyweight down. You'll never ever take that from me again. You just seen right here, it backfired on you. All it did, tell it blanket to James J. Dillon, two of the four husbands. Do I have to look every night in every arena around this country to see who's coming? Well, if that's the case, then I'm damn sure gonna do it. I'm gonna rise to the occasion. I'm gonna pick myself off the floor every time. Every time. As long as I can walk. As long as I can breathe. And one thing you gotta remember, Ric Flair, I am the world's heavyweight champion. No matter what you do or how you do it, there is no respect left for you anywhere, any place, any time. And Tully Blanchard, I'm going to start hurting people now. Forget the talent. Forget the natural wrestlers. I'm going to start hurting people.
8: The American dream, Dusty Rhodes. And David, he said a planned attack, and he was right. Tully Blanchard came in there to say he would like to wrestle the world champion, but it was a planned attack. It was definitely a planned attack. J.J. Dillon, Tully Blanchard, and Ric Flair. Going after the leg of the World Heavyweight Champion, Dusty Rhodes, once again. Fans, we're coming right back. Don't you go away.
4: You know what I just realized watching that, Tony? What's that? Those horsemen, they like to bundle their attacks, just like Geico.com. Right. They'll attack all those high prices on your home and auto. I mean, you can bundle it together, just like the horsemen. They make it Geico easy, don't they? They do at Geico.com.
3: Hey, Conrad, hey, as Tony. we go back to action here, yes. for some reason, didn't you tell me, and of course, I didn't remember all this. Obviously, I remember that Dusty had won the title in Greensboro. I thought he'd wanted, uh, Dusty had flared, wanted back at Fulton County Stadium, which I was wrong. Right. But didn't you tell me that he won it back in Kansas City?
4: No, I think you're thinking that that's where Flair won his first world title. All right. Where did Flair
3: win it back from Dusty? Is it going to be tonight in St. Louis as you're talking about?
4: Uh, let me look it up. See okay. the exact date, August
3: 9th, St. Louis, maybe cause you know, Dick Murdoch's wrestling, uh, You got it. Is-
4: August 9th, St. Louis later yeah. this night, you're exactly yeah. right. Let me, let me set the stage. What we just saw was central States wrestling from Kansas city, Kansas, the Memorial hall, August 7th, 1986. And, uh, you saw what happened there. The brief recap though, dusty pins Flair with a clothesline, but the referee not noticing that Flair's foot was under the bottom rope during the cover prior to the bout, of course we saw Tully and JJ there, and they're going to argue about the decision, then you saw the attack. So on the ninth year, we're in Atlanta doing a matinee show, but that night we're going to St. Louis, we're going to be at the arena, 6,300 fans were there. Uh Cousin Jr. would beat Bob Owens. Rick McCord would beat Ron Powers. Kelly Blanchard would beat Sam Houston. Wahoo would beat Jimmy Garvin in an Indian strap match. And then Flair would pin Dusty to win the title with a clip to the knee and then applying the figure four for nearly two full minutes. Gene Ligon was the referee for the bout. And seconds before the finish, Rhodes would hit a clothesline and pin Flair, but Ligan realized after the pinfall that legs Flair was on the bottom rope, called for oh. the match to continue. Magnum comes out during ringside or at at, at the ringside area at this point. And, uh, he's going to tend to dusty in the ring after the match, while the national heavyweight champion will come ringside to congratulate Ric Flair. And that leads to Magnum, Dick Murdoch and baby doll taking on Jim Cornette and the midnight express in a steel cage. That was the main event, not the world title. That's amazing, right? That the world title was not your main event. It tells you. Where the Midnight Express were, where Magnum mm-hmm. TA was, and where Baby mm-hmm. Doll was, where they thought, well, we can close with that. And maybe that was a way to send the fans home happy too.
3: Right, right. In a cage, obviously.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, wow, what a card. And what an amazing night. And that so explains, fun. by the way, Dusty won the belt December 26th. He drops it on August 9th, and Dusty would never win the world title again. Right. So we, what we just saw was maybe. Let me see if it happened on the 8th. Yeah. That was his next to last title defense. Uh-huh. He would do one more show for central States and St. Joseph, Missouri on August 8th, uh-huh. uh, It would be dusty and flair on top there. And then here on the ninth, he's going to drop it. So, uh, I say all that to say, uh, some pretty uh, widely used photos now that, that I took here at the house a few years ago, where I had a friend of the show, Cody Rhodes, mail me the dusty Rhodes nameplate. That they had made, but by the time Jim Crockett received it, Dusty had already lost the belt. So Dusty's nameplate never made it on the big gold belt ever until, I don't know, five or six years ago. And we'd snap some pictures. And anytime Dusty is uh, celebrated online and folks are Google imaging for photos, inevitably that photo will pop up. But that's the first time that nameplate was ever on the belt. And little, factoids like that. Excite me, Tony, that the company ordered it, but by the time they got it, it was already out of date. Well, wow.
3: that tells me that, uh, the shipping was either funky or they expected dusty to hold on to the title longer than that. Now, I don't know. I guess Bob Geigel was the president of the NWA That's and right. I guess, and I guess the NWA board of directors still dictated who would win and lose a title, but I wonder how much of a, Obviously, with the national show that we had, that Jim Crockett kind of dictated what the NWA did. But I just wonder exactly who came up with the final verdict that Dusty would lose in in St. Louis. I think that that would be an interesting story.
4: Crockett that Jr. May- was running the NWA from '80 80 to '82, okay, and then Geigel ran it from '82 to '85, oh. and then oh. back to Crockett for '85 '86, and uh-huh. then back to Geigel for '86 '87. And then eighty seven and ninety one, it was Crockett Junior. And then, I guess for a cup of coffee, it was Jim heard. Yeah. All right, let's listen to this.
1: Ball a geek, all you want, and Jimmy Valiant is not going to come out here. <laughs> we are actually, oh, like <laughs> we are actually bored stiff. Actually, we're, we're bored. Jimmy Valiant chased us until we caught him and shaved his head. <laughs> Let me tell you something to me, valued. You got out here and lied to all these people. Now you're the ball headed Did you notice that he wrestled earlier and he had a bandana over yeah, his head? The- <laughs> oh, shame, shame, shame. Onion head, that onion man, head. That man's embarrassed. Well, let me tell you what to be valued. If you get in a ring with me or if you get in a ring with my men, the first thing we're going to do is snatch that scarf right off your head. And you know, Manny Fernandez, I don't think he's around here. He's ashamed, too, because. He's the Army. Well, let me tell you something. I made Fernandez an offer to join my Army, and I offered him a great sum of money. So remember, Manny, it's still open, the offer, so you think about it.
6: (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Jimbo? Jim and we get into the ring with you, Jimmy Valiant,
2: it's just cause the boss want us to humiliate you some more because we looking at-
4: What are the odds you think that Cassio Kid shows up to Top Guy Weekend dressed like our man right there with the top hat and the coattails? And like to me, him in a bow tie, I mean, just really going all out on the Shasta Watley look. That could be a good look for Cassio. I'd love for us to
3: convince him to do that. God, I think it great. would be tremendous. And I love how he said, Barbarian going through the woods looking for hillbillies, <laughs> You tell him, Pistol little Dick Murdoch, big old Derby on him right there, buddy. Did you call him little Dick Murdoch? A big old Dick Murdoch.
4: Oh, I said <laughs> little Dick Murdoch. I was like, boy, that's
3: <laughs> no, I didn't say little Dick. I said, big old Dick Murdoch.
4: That's Based what on said. what we've heard. It seems like he's an asshole. Yes. Uh, here's nothing though. Don't be an asshole. Mm-hmm. Go to geico.com bundle that homeowners or renters policy, along with your auto policy, save a boatload of cash at Geico.com.
3: Murdoch. I've told the story about Murdoch and dusty having a match, which will be later on, maybe the following year. And Murdoch had a flight to catch at the Omni. They had a cage match that lasted. I tell you five minutes for cage match because Murdoch had to leave. It was terrible. The fans were so fucking mad. And I remember, when we, before the show started, he, he kept telling me, he said, how long do they want me to go tonight? I said, I don't know, Dick. I, he said, well, I got, a, I got a flight I got to catch, get back to Texas. I got to get that connector through Atlanta. And then we uh, we had, a, uh, had our break, had our intermission. I walked back, and he was like, man, that, those matches went way too long. He said, uh, how long, uh, how long do they want me? I said, Dick, God damn it, don't talk to me, buddy. And he said, okay. And then he found out, I think they wanted to go 15 minutes and he couldn't do that. So he went about a five and it was just one of those things that, and he did his, you know, he used to do a lot of, uh, curly, of the three stooges spots.
4: Yeah. And I heard that that was not well
3: received. Yeah. Where he would, you know, he would lay down and lay in a circle and move around in the circle and go. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. Yeah. He did yeah. a lot of those.
6: Whoop, 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 whoop.
3: Yeah. Um, uh, whoop. whoop. You'd be a good Curly.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Oh,
3: uh, boy. Here we go. Who we got here?
4: Here he comes. Oh, man. Flair. Well,
6: Jim Cornette, we got a lot of ground to cover today. So we're going to start at the top and end up at the bottom. But basically what we're going to talk about is the World Heavyweight Championship Dusty Rhodes. Rick Flair and the other three horses. Now you see there's a lot of talk in the last couple days that in Kansas City, the former champion Rick Flair conspired with Tony Blanchard and Jim Dillon to do damage to Dusty Rhodes Lake. And I'm gonna tell y'all what, folks, Jim Dillon merely walked in the ring to point out what he thought was a bad call That's right. by the referee. That's right. And Blanchard came in because he doesn't like Dusty Rhodes, just like I don't like Dusty Rhodes, just like I don't like Dusty Rhodes, just like Ole doesn't, just like Nikita and Ivan and anybody else that thinks Dusty Rhodes is a big deal. You see, life is made up of, of two kinds of people. Leaders and followers. In our sport, it's champions and contenders. Right now, Dusty Rhodes, you're walking around the world with the greatest trophy of them all. I know. The World Heavyweight Championship. Around your waist, you're the man. I'm the one that coined the phrase. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. Well, Big Dust, you're still the man. But let me tell you how it is. You see, just yesterday, I went into Michaels of Kansas City, put that camera on us one time. And my buddy Keith Michaels said, whoo, nature boy, you are still styling and Profile. You are still Slick Rick from head to toe. And Tony Blanchard bought a whole bunch of clothes. You know why? Because we're getting to you. Big Dust, we're getting to you. Yeah. We don't like you, yeah. and we're gonna hurt you. Yeah. And that's the bottom line. You see, when you're the champion, you haven't got time to think about the figure four because you gotta wake up thinking about the belly belly. And you gotta go to sleep that night thinking about the sickles. And you gotta worry about the road warriors, and Murdoch, and the Garbons, and the Wahoos. And pretty soon, some little chick on your arm says, you're not from here. That's what the World Championship's all about. You got to earn the better price. And tonight, in St. Louis, or in Greenville, South Carolina, or in Columbia, or Nashville, you are going to pay your dues back to me. That's the way it's going to be. Because you can bet your life I miss. I'm not walking in to the Los Angeles Forum with Debra Sheldon Arm. Jack Nicholson leading the way. Magic, James, and Kareem sitting in the front row without that world title. And that's a fact of God. You understand that? Woo!
5: Rick Flair is telling us like it is. And we'll be back with more right after this.
4: Man, when he got fired up, you can't help but get some goosebumps. It's like, man, right. he's feeling it. Yeah.
3: You know what else I was noticing there, and I don't think we talk that much about it. We always say styling and profiling, looking only so he can look. Yeah. But damn, he he knew how to wear clothes, didn't he? <laughs> he looked good in that stuff, buddy. But allegedly, he knew how to take them off too. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I know he did, but I mean, he just, he just looked, he really looked good. I mean, he just,
4: he looked like a star.
3: Yeah. Oh, here's our new, uh, national junior heavyweight champion, by the way, world junior heavyweight champion.
4: I'm, I'm sure you're excited about it. Yeah. Cause he's Mr. Electricity, Steve Regal. And you know what, What? he was probably bundling that homeowners insurance with it. Well, he's probably a renter, but he, he, he combined that with his auto insurance at Geico.com.
3: Well, he's uh, certainly the champion here, man. What can you say, huh? He and Rocky. You know, Flair was great, man. He's, and it, it was it, it was apparent that to me that Flair knew he was winning the title. I guess.
4: Are you um? Are you just you meant, think he, Are you jacking him off today because he's coming in AEW? No, he's. Who, who he, said he was coming to AEW? Are you trying to give us hints? I'm just. Asking. I'm not trying to
3: give you hints. I don't know if he's coming to AEW. I know he he's no longer with the WWE.
4: Yeah, well, inquiring minds want to know, Tony, and you're yeah. the number one office stooge. What's the deal? What's the scoop? I
3: don't motherfucking know. Let's go to this interview.
4: Why are you bad at me?
3: Witnessed. Ready. No,
4: you track this. This will not be yeah. good. Okay. What do you think he's okay. saying?
3: So they they uh, they think that Tony Shavadi is the stooge. Huh. You yeah. Yeah. have no idea who stooges are. How about <laughs> members of his family? How about his son-in-law? Isn't he a fucking stooge? Huh? He breaks bread with him during Thanksgiving. He goes to Christmas parties. Nope. They travel They travel together nope. to uh, different places. Not and anymore. he's calling Tony Schiavone a stooge. Well, I'm here to tell you that I know stooges. Stooges live within families. The whole family's a bunch of stooges. That's exactly right. Stooge, 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 stooge there, son-in-law boy. You know more than Tony Schiavone does, but you want to make people believe he knows. He doesn't know shit. Only thing he does is say, you're right, Excalibur. You're right, JR. Go to the ring. Hold a microphone till he gets interrupted. Waddle off like a fat piece of shit. Isn't that right, Nikita? Shatoata. Shatoata. I want to praise Jesus, and I want to praise Jesus, tell Jesus to stop Conrad Thompson from lying. Shatoata. Because, Conrad, Jesus will give you a sickle when Lazarus came out of the grave.
4: (laughs) What's wrong with you?
3: I'm gonna to go to hell. For
4: you this. really are. You just stop right now. Let's just <laughs> let's abandon it and let's go to Nikita. No,
10: Nakita going to be you as oh, a shit. champion,
6: an American Dream. With Mel, he's ready for you. Yes, yes, he and took lows. ladies goals.
5: and gentlemen, I present to you now the tag team champions of the world, the oh, greatest buddy. of all time, Loverboy, Dennison, Beautiful Bobby, the Midnight Express.
3: Mm. Boy, I was going to say that I was going to say that Jesus closed line Lazarus when he came out of the tomb, but good thing I didn't say that, huh? Um, cause I'm, I read at church every Sunday. So, uh, here we're going to take a look at, and you're going to see what we were talking about the first part of this podcast, why he was so great.
4: Do any of the parishioners at your church or whatever they call them, do they know what you do here on the show?
3: No, I don't think they do.
4: Why you go? to, stoo- you go going to stooge me off. Son-in-law stooge. No, you're the stooge. Not me. Uh, no. By the way, you haven't, you haven't put over my shirt yet. And I wore it in your honor. Okay. Uh, it's the old dirty bastard. It's you. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm a dirty bastard. Oh yeah. You don't think you're oh.
3: an old dirty bastard. No, listen, I, I was never like this till I met you, dude. Oh,
4: whatever. You, yeah. You, look, you, dude. When you got on stage with Jim Valley in Charlotte, Mm-hmm. Everybody knew right then you were pro wrestling's Bob Saget. <laughs> I really need you this coming week on Dynamite mm-hmm. tonight, later tonight on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need you mm-hmm. in the middle of not well, not like when you're doing an interview, but mm-hmm. when you're at the desk. Mm-hmm. I'm the ODB, as you can see. <laughs> that would be cool if you could do that. Here's the Alabama jam that hurt no one. Nope, his knee that <laughs> top rope knee drop. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. A guy who's over 200 pounds is going mm-hmm. to climb up to the very top rope. And then he's going to jump off knee first at your head. And it's going to look like it destroyed you, but you won't feel a thing. That's remarkable.
3: Yeah, it is. One, one other thing that Bobby used to do, he would, he would put his arm out to me to sometime. He says, uh, uh, up with me or you know, give me an arm bar or whatever. And I would just touch him. And he would say, Man, don't be so stiff. And then he'd say, Here's how you do it. And he'd slap that on me. Conrad, you couldn't even feel it. He was so good about that. It made it look so real.
4: You should have taught Lois how to uh, he should have taught Lois how to sell for you.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: Right. Did she used to sell for you? No. She never sold? No.
3: No, as she always says, you slept during labor. I slept during conception.
4: Oh wow! Okay,
3: that's that's one of her lines.
4: Why did she let you finish in there so many times then? (laughs) Yeah, when she was snoring. Oh, she didn't know. No, she
3: (laughs) stop. Here comes the Alabama Jam. Oh no, it's going to be a top rope
4: rocket launcher. Rocket launcher, man. The old, or as you would call, I've I've seen you call dynamite. I mean, dark and elevation. Everything's a goddamn Canadian destroyer.
3: (laughs) <laughs> or, or a code red dude you or, just, a, or an enziguri or a gamma Gary. I'm learning. I'm learning motherfucker.
4: I'm learning. Do you think Excalibur's going to like, I don't know, try to like bundle the moves together. Like Geico.com does make it easier I, for you. I'm sure he would.
5: But here they are. Tully Blanchard enterprises. I'm talking about the national heavyweight champion, Tully Blanchard and administrative director, James J Dillon. You know,
7: Jimmy, we saw an incident earlier today that took place in Kansas City. And following, we heard comments by the current world heavyweight champion, Dusty Rhodes. And during his comments, he alluded to the fact that it was a conspiracy, that it was a deliberate act on our part. He would have you believe, if you would, that the four horsemen were sitting around a conference table with James J. Dillon trying to plot strategy saying, Hey, we got to go to Kansas City, we got to show up when the dream doesn't expect it, and we got to hit him with our best shot. Start looking around the table which one's the best shot. Well, obviously, Tully Blanchard defeated him for the national title, defeated him for the world TV title. He's the guy that would take the shot. Let's go to Kansas City and deliberately try to cripple him. That's what he thinks that you're gonna believe by laying that story out. Now what you're seeing here on your screen is exactly what happened. The reason that Tully Blanchard jump in there is because the man does not like him personally. It's a personal issue between the two of them. And the only reason that we were in Kansas City in the first place is because that Dusty Rhodes is destined to be, at best, a 30-day champion. And Ric Flair, anytime he steps in the ring with Dusty Rhodes, is capable on any given night for taking that title back. And we plan to be there to enjoy the celebration and to show the wrestling world not only in atlanta georgia not only in greensboro los angeles but kansas city or anywhere else that there is a camaraderie with the four horsemen of professional wrestling that is unparalleled anywhere else and dusty roads Look around you. I didn't see Magnum T.A. there. I didn't see Jimmy Valiant. I didn't see Ronnie Garvin, Wahoo, or your good buddy Dick Murdoch. Because I told you two weeks ago, it's a cold limb sitting out there as champion. You're out there by yourself. You got no friends. The four horsemen, different ball game. You know, James J., it
10: amazes me that anybody could say that I went to Kansas City for any other reason than to go buy some clothes. Now, Dusty Rhodes, if you don't think we have anything better to do than just conspire to cripple you because you beat Ric Flair for the World's Heavyweight Championship, you're sadly mistaken. Because, Dusty Rhodes, I'm the one that took this from you. I'm the one that took the World's TV title from you. And you know. If Ric Flair doesn't beat you to it, beat me to it, I'm going to take the world's title from you, and you know about it. When Ric Flair said, I don't like you, that's exactly right. This goes back years and years back, Dusty Rhodes. I don't like you. It doesn't really bother me that much that you won the match over Ric Flair in Kansas City. The fact is, I don't like you. And you don't get close to him and without playing retribution to me. So if you want to tell everybody anything else, That's fine. The reason I came to the ring and beat you half to death with a chair is because I don't like
7: you. Remember, every time you get out of the chair and that leg buckles, it's only
5: the beginning. Let's go to the ring.
3: I get it now. Do you get it? What do you get? Tully and Flair went to Kansas City to bundle together their clothes. Mm. Just like Geico can bundle insurance policies at Geico.com
4: i see i see
3: they all went to kansas city to buy clothes together and they just happened to stop in and beat him up and use his leg as a battering ram so
4: to speak how far is kansas city from st louis
3: it's on the other side of the state i would think that's four hours
4: mm. so Straight not across not close got it yeah three and a half hours okay i want an old i-70
3: by the way, you mentioned about uh, you had, and I thought it was ironic in many ways or odd. You'd mentioned Saint Joseph, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Remember that's uh, that's the home of uh, the birthplace of Jody Hamilton, Saint Joe, Missouri. Isn't that odd man. Don't how about mention that? Mentioned that today. Okay, so look well, uh, at this guy.
4: Uh, Let's <laughs> look the
3: same thing. <laughs> what the fuck, man? They. They went to the BP next door. Say you want to want to be a job guy today?
4: I mean, you know, Eric sometimes talks about the importance of tans, but my goodness, (laughs)
3: Hey, how about that guy fucking guy hit him with a tan question at podcast movement.
4: Tans are over and so are the rock and roll express. (laughs) Hey, which one was rock and which one was roll? Uh, I would assume that, that, Oh, and we, it's breaking down here. The Anderson's are out. Let's track it.
5: (laughs) Anderson going after Robert, oh. on that back. This is great. This is the greatest thing that I've seen in a week or two. Gibson. Bubble. He's halfway crippled to begin with. That back brace around him, and they're running him into the turnbuckles, beating him across the back, treating him like a piece of garbage. I love it. It is great. Woo. Here, Here comes Ricky going up. Going up on top. Ricky got That Morton.
4: You know, it looks like right now we're looking at some tag team specialists, but everybody knows that Geico are the real tag team specialists because they help you bundle those policies for both home and auto. Hey, you know, you and I are shameless horse. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just wanted to remind. Taught, I was
3: taught well, buddy.
4: Oh, and here's
3: oh, here's an crazy.
4: interesting attraction. Oh, Go ahead and track this for us.
3: Oh, hey, you know what I wanted to say? Talking about bundling. <laughs> look at the bundle I got to my left. She's my wife. Geico can't bundle things like I can bundle things. Yeah, I bundle my homeowner's policy. I bundle my car insurance. That's exactly right. But what I was saying is, Wahoo McDaniel, you stink and no good eat. Yeah. Well, even Cleveland has changed the name of their baseball team, so I can't even mention what I'm going to say here. I think they're called the Guardians. <laughs> is that the Guardians of the Galaxy? What, what are are they going to get sued by now? Marvel by a comic book because they're going to call themselves the Guardians, right? Uh, you know what else is a Guardian? Uh, it's it's those uh, the pins pants that senior citizens wear to guard them from their pissing their pants. Ha 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 ha! That's what Guardians are. So if you want to call that, hey, hey nobody's pissed off. The Cleveland calls themselves the Browns, the football team. You know what they're called? You know why they could call themselves the Browns, don't you? Well, I just let them use their imagination, baby. You're right.
4: Let's go back to the ring. You're on. Nature. Wait a minute, Randy Barber. We're going to hmm. finish the show with a Randy Barber match. So he's going to be checking on Buddy Landale, and he's got the world's smallest Elvis impersonator with him, Mr. Bill Dundee. Right. I think it's him and Bruno Mars. <laughs> you a big uh, Bruno I- Mars fan?
3: Uh I like uh there's a couple of these songs I like.
4: All right, who would you rather spend the weekend with? Bruno Mars, Buddy Landale, or uh Bill Dundee? Bruno Mars. Hmm. Makes I sense. Think,
3: I think there would be some upside to that if you know what I mean.
4: Oh my god. Like you're gonna get any leftovers.
3: <laughs> You'd never know, man. Oh man, part of an entourage. <laughs>
4: I've been told down in Jacksonville, you've earned a uh, reputation for not being able to close shit. Uh, can't close shit. Shivani is what I hear. They call um, you down there.
3: uh, Well, the, my life's not over yet.
4: Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, if you do close it, it might be Lois might finish you (laughs) off. I I heard you were trying to bundle them girls down there. Like your home and auto policy. You're like the, the Geico of Jacksonville.
3: Well, you just never know what's going to happen with me actually i do <laughs> no you don't
4: what does that mean
3: you know what's going to happen with your father-in-law
4: well you won't tell me everybody knows that okay everybody knows here you go ladies
5: and gentlemen bill superstar is, dundee and nature boy buddy land
4: i'm so fucking happy right now i love dundee's voice
5: out here screaming and shouting and everybody's mad
1: well we're mad because we can't get no title charts. slick rick's out here telling you how bad he is this is the only nature boy this is the master of the Slick Rick, you can't get it done, Daddy. Dusty Rhodes, I done made the offer. This $30,000 ring Elvis Presley gave me. Put the belt up. No, you ain't gonna do it. Rock and roll ain't gonna do it. Because we're the best there is, Daddy. No offense to you, Jumbo. we're the best tag team at wrestle. If you don't think so, you put the belt on. But no, the phones has gone crazy around here. Every girl in the whole world wants a date with a nature, boy. Well, you can't get it, Daddy. Stand you line, can't baby. get it. Get it in line, that's right. So any of you big, tough men out there want to wrestle him, want to wrestle me, any tag team want to wrestle us, just sign the dotted line. And we're going to tell you, Mr. Man, that was too sweet to be sour. We don't want to kiss your oats. We want your belt, boy.
10: Hey, I told you that bogus Ric Flair couldn't get the job done. He's out here trying to impersonate the, truth, the only the original nature boy. He can't get the job done, and that's what I'm here for,
5: to let the fans up. That's uh, <laughs> right and let me just say a couple of things right now before we close the show and Tony Schiavone you just back on up because this is going to be directed right straight at Dusty Rhodes everybody's talking to Dusty Rhodes everybody's talking to the new world heavyweight champion everybody's wanting a title shot everybody's wanting something from you but the fact of the matter is Dusty I don't want your title I just want you You and Big Bubba, you got a score to be settled. And if you make an apology, which is what my mama's demanded, then things might be slick. If you don't apologize pretty soon, you're going to be past the point of no return, Dusty. And then... You're going to have Bubba mad at you. There ain't going to be no apology. There ain't going to be nothing except you putting that belt over to the side, letting all those challengers wait, and you get in the ring with Big Bubba Rogers and prove something once and for all to see just exactly how tough you are. If you don't do it soon, something drastic's going to have to be done, either to you or maybe somebody that's uh, close to you, Dusty. And one more thing, Rock and Roll Express, anybody else, like I said before, the Midnight Express of the World Tag Team Champions, the greatest of all time. Everybody else is tied for last place. Come on, challengers, if you can, if you got the guts, try to take the belts from the Midnight Express. And right now, I'm going to say bye-bye until next week on World Championship Wrestling.
3: Okay, there's something I didn't get
5: there.
4: Well, What do you think of Cornette closing the show?
3: Um... Uh... It's a little weird. It is weird.
4: I mean, don't get me wrong. He did a fine job, but I'm just yeah. saying right. to end with a heel closing the show. It was a little weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: I, something I didn't understand there. Yeah. Everybody's talking about kind of these, the theme between everybody was dusty.
4: Yeah. Dusty, Watch dusty, dusty.
3: <clears throat> dusty, dusty, dusty. Watch out. You're the world champion. Everybody's gunning for you. That's logical. Then why did buddy Landell come
4: out and talk about Ric Flair? Because they're both nature boys. No. Yeah. But I get that. But, but, and fans know that, but that's not an angle. Hang on. All right. Dundee started with, we want your belt boy. So he's talking to dusty and then Landell's like, it shouldn't be Flair getting the shot. It should be me, the real nature boy, Mm. because he knows in about six hours, he's dropping that fucking belt. Mm. And by the way, I love how country buddy Landell comes off in his promos. I mean, he has such a profile and I'm a country accent, but he has a real one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's fun to listen to and Landell. I mean, I got to tell you when I go back and I, cause I hadn't seen all this stuff, this, this stuff with them, I had not seen. And hey, I've got a question for you. We
3: have, I haven't asked you this in a long time, and I even saw you, uh, at the podcast movement,
4: wait, before you ask the question, can I ask you one? Do you own a rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work too. You know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. (laughs) Go to (laughs) Geico.com serious business. We really do appreciate Geico sponsoring the show. It almost becomes more fun when we have to figure out how the fuck are we going to (laughs) work this in 10 times? (laughs) We view it as a personal challenge. Whenever Westwood one sends us over an order that says, Hey, uh, guys, Geico wants the whole show. So just find a way to mention them 10 times mm-hmm. and, uh, listen, r- serious business. We see the feedback all the time from our listeners. Geico's saving a lot of people, a lot of money, and it is kind of easy instead of having your, your home and your auto separately. And if it's all together, you're going to get a discount. You're going to save cash. It's good walking around sense, as We like to say here in the South. So if you enjoy what we're doing on the show, why not at least let them quote you? As JR always says, it's free to look folks cost nothing to look It's skyco.com. So Tony, you had a question for me, Westwood mm-hmm. one, uh, or a podcast movement. Yes. I wanted to, I wanted
3: to bring, I wanted to bring this up. And since you're in this mode and mood right now, I thought I'd bring it up. Have, and anybody knows anything about saving money at you. Right, right. Right. And so how are things that save a
4: Conrad? Oh, they're tremendous. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, things have been going really well. We just continue to have record months over and over and over. Uh, don't take my word for it though. Ask my man Charlie R over in Conroe, Texas. He left us a five star review at Save with Conrad.com. He wrote Charlie R. The staff was great to work with, and they found a plan that saved us and our family money and helped us move forward with our financial goals. We even got a five star review from Charlotte, Florida. Our man uh Donald S. M. Maybe he mm. forgot the and in the in the middle. He left us a 4.33 review. And let's just process that. This is a real review, right? If it's 4.33 stars, or as Meltzer would say, four and three eighths, we'll just round it up. It's more than. (laughs) The review said, We closed. And how about this? I'm not going to tell you it's a home run every time. Check out what Gary Vee in Berryville, Arkansas gave us. He gave us a 3.67 star rating, which is like a Cody Rhodes match. And he wrote was pretty good. And listen, (laughs) at the end, uh, when you go out of your way to leave a review, that must mean that it made an impression and Hey, was pretty good when it comes to saving money. I'll take it. Get yourself a quick quote right now. Save with Conrad.com or even be like our man, Stephen E. He left us a five star. He says, thanks for making the process so quick and easy. We switched from a 30 year to a 15 year, and we're still able to save money on my monthly payment. Let me run through that again. All right, Tony, our man, Steven and Homer Glen, Illinois. He had obligated Mm. himself to a 30 year loan. So if you went and signed up for a 30 year loan today, Tony, how old would you be when it paid off? How old would you be 30 years from now? Tony, I would be 93. Can you imagine having a mortgage payment at 93 years old?
3: No, I can't. I can't imagine being able to get it up in
4: 93. So now let's fast forward. What, how old would you be 15 years from now? I would be 78. Now, doesn't that make a lot more sense? Now I'm not saying you want a mortgage payment at 78, but I want you at home. If you're listening to me right now, think about how old you're going to be 30 years from now versus how old you are 15 years from now. Mm -hmm. It is a game changer for you. And if you can do that, and I want to read this again switched from a 30 year to a 15 year and was still able to save money on my monthly payment. He cut his term in half and his payment still went down. How do you lose money here? This is a no brainer. Let us run the numbers for you. We're going to find a way to get you out of debt faster and with cheaper monthly payments. And by the way, you know, to the penny, what your mortgage payment is, go multiply it by 180. That's how many house payments you'll cut off when you go from a 30 to a 15 year You're gonna save a boatload of cash. Stephen E did. Get a quick quote for yourself. Save with Conrad.com. We're licensed all over the country. Be glad to help you out. It's no cost, no obligation. And if we can't save you some cash, we won't waste your time. But if you're in a 30-year loan, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of how much. Find out right now. Save with Conrad.com. NMLS number six five zero eight four equal housing lender. And Tony, even get to skip your next two house payments. How about that?
3: That's a deal, buddy. That is a deal. Because you can take those two house payments. And use them for something else.
4: Yeah. You could buy rebel, a hot tub or whatever. Mm-hmm. Good hey, idea. Speaking of uh, rebel, mm-hmm. what's the latest on y'all's a uh, whirlwind romance?
3: Uh, we kind of, <clears throat> we kind of, uh, we didn't do it this past week. Didn't do it. Uh, d- didn't. Uh, d- That's what you said. That pronouns fellow. Okay. You said Long we English.
4: didn't do it. I'm just, we, we didn't
3: get, we didn't get together this past week. And have sushi. You didn't come together. Got it. We didn't have dinner together. Didn't have sushi because she got in late to Jacksonville. Well,
4: buddy, that doesn't matter. Like, I came home it in does. the middle of the night last night. I still woke yeah. my wife up and had oh, some I'm sushi. Sure.
3: I'm sure you did. We had
4: sushi last night. I'm sure you did.
3: But we are trying desperately now to have sushi at every town we go to.
4: Ooh, now yeah. that is a fun little deal. And we're going to start in
3: Pittsburgh on, uh, well, as we're, as we're hitting today, now, last when, night, you're, you you had, you had sushi. in sushi <laughs> <rub on> Pittsburgh. <laughs> 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 Jesus tape shit.
4: Uh, it, it it's confusing since you've only yeah. been doing it for 40 years. I'm sure it's very confusing. <laughs> so I wonder up there in the back cave, do you have like a map? with little pins or you've dropped every time you've, um, <clears throat> had sushi with rebel. Uh, no, but that's not a bad idea. I think it would be cool. If it was like a, a sushi map,
3: Miami, Austin didn't get to in Dallas. Didn't get to in Charlotte? Didn't we're, we're three weeks out without before. Oh, Pittsburgh.
4: you're going to be backed up. You're going to explode. <laughs>
3: uh, I mean, your idea of sushi and
4: mine are two different things. You said. I'm talking we, about going to a sushi restaurant. You started this conversation by saying she and I didn't do it last week. That's what you didn't, said. It would be go out to dinner. You didn't say that Tony. Well, I it, thought you knew what it meant. And then you said, I ate her sushi or whatever. And it's oh, like, I did not Jesus. California roll or, I mean,
3: yeah. California rolls. Not bad. I like the, uh, just the raw fish without the, uh, without Boy, the rice.
4: You're not helping you're not helping at all. Hmm. I'm just anyway. curious after a show, you think it's mm. more like wasabi? Mm. Like, you know, cause you, you can't do that beforehand. Cause then you'd be all nasally during the show, but afterwards it could open you right up. Right. Mm. Yeah. you could breathing. <laughs> good.
3: It would, it would open me right up.
4: I, uh, I recently had dinner with Dave green, mm. Jeff Jarrett mm. and Lori and Eric Bischoff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was hilarious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You should ask Dave about it off air. And we had another hilarious meal where I introduced them all to Brad miser.
3: Oh my God. And that is an introduction in itself.
4: Somewhere right now, Jeff Jarrett is being held hostage by Brad miser. Just so you know.
3: (laughs) And you know what Brad is also doing?
4: Whatever he wants. Yeah. He's convincing Jeff
3: Jarrett. It's the right thing to do. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> That's right. Yes. So Jeff, Jeff, right now at first, the first 10 hours, he wasn't okay with it, but now he's
4: okay with it. It's just easier if you let him finish.
3: Yeah, I guess in many ways. I mean, in not the way that you're thinking, because you're always into these sexual innuendos.
4: Whoa, but, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I'm but, just saying when he has a plan, like, and you don't like the plan and you try to say, well, let's just do this instead. He's going to persist until you do his plan. No, you're right. He's very persuasive. So just, you know, let him do it and then we'll be done. And I'm sure rebel thinks the same thing. Can't wait till y'all get together and bundle some drinks and some sashimi together, and then you go home empty handed, like always, right. But it's saving you a lot of time, saving you a lot of effort, saving you a lot of money over at Geico.com. When they bundle, do you prefer their bundles? Or her bundles who has the better bundles rebel or Geico Geico. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay.
3: You are really, really, you really think I'm, you know, what? So how's your father-in-law
4: doing? I don't know. Oh yeah, you do. You talk to him every day. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, it is. I talked to him once in the last five weeks. Really? Yep. But you know when it happened. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I don't have anything else to say, Tony.
3: I don't either. Only thing I can say is that, unfortunately, like Bobby Eaton, who is a wonderful man, his life was desperately out of time this week. Wish it could have gone on a lot longer. RIP Bobby Eaton. RIP Jody Hamilton. RIP Burt Prentice. And everyone else in our wonderful sport who has passed within the last year, we are desperately out of time.
4: We'll see you next week right here on what happened when.